Last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. It's a weird place to be in, especially right now where Metra is probably one hit away from death. Yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a really uh, sticky situation. The heroes sounded the retreat. We must fall back. Metra, if you can get us out of here quickly, do it. Baron Nesta, either stay close or run! And managed to wrest themselves from the jaws of death. Metra is going to grab Sir Will and we will dimension door ourselves. Yeah! Nice. Just inside the room with Baron and Nestor, just inside That's, the door. Oh, man. Okay. And then Metro will reach out and close the door. Move on. <laughs> Only to regroup. Sir Will turns one last look at Baron and Nestor, and then just turns and pushes the door open. Sword raised high. And plunge into the darkness once more. This, this is, is going to be bad. Amazing. Oh, shit. <laughs> the adventure continues. They're right there. They're all right there. Why did you guys stay back? No. What's going on, Nation? It's your old buddy, Troy, back with another quick intro before today's hot new app. I just want to let everybody know that we're running a huge Black Friday sale again this year, and it's not only on our merch, it's on our Patreon subscriptions as well. So, if you've thought about subscribing to our Patreon and for some crazy reason haven't got around to it yet, haven't pulled the trigger, or if you're currently a monthly subscriber and want to save a few bucks heading into next year, now is the best time for you to join this annual club. This Friday, and continuing all weekend, all the way through Cyber Monday, anyone that signs up for an annual subscription will get a 5% discount. I just finished our content calendar for 2022 after months of working on it. Let me tell you, this is the content calendar I have always wanted to create. And if you aren't subscribed to the Patreon, you're going to want to get subscribed. And if you're already subscribing monthly and you know you're going to stick around for the whole year, just take the discount this weekend and subscribe to the annual membership. I always heard the term Black Friday when I was a kid, and I didn't understand. What does it mean to get into the black? Well, I get it now because it helps us so much if we sell a ton of merch this weekend and get a bunch of new subscribers and annual upgrades at the end of the year. It really helps our bottom line. Our subscribers have been instrumental in helping us all live this dream of doing what we love here is our full-time jobs. But if we're going to get the glass cannon message out to even more people, we need to hire more than just ourselves. And that's where this bump to annual memberships can really help us. So help give some nerds a dream job here at the company and save some money for yourself in the process. So head to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash glass cannon anytime this weekend to sign up for an entire year of your favorite content for 5% off. And hey, if you go from 5 to 10 or 10 to 15, you save even more money. And be sure to head to our Red Star merchandise store where all of our apparel and accessories are up to 50% off all weekend long. We're just, we're just giving it away. And in the meantime, I'm going to give away an episode here is episode 304. Hear that sleigh? Jesus Christ. Santa's on his way. Hear <laughs> parade for Christmas vacation. Matthew. You are a parody of yourself. <laughs> I'm, I'm just me. We successfully deflected that shit last week. I know. I was really impressed. And we didn't even talk about it again. It was just I like never got brought up again, which was wonderful. 
you you understand i don't i don't think all of you out there understand how hard it is troy baits me constantly yeah joe you also bait me constantly <laughs> and it is very very hard to be to to remain to leave that bait on the trap even when you know it's a trap and I was really impressed with how we did that last week. <laughs> I was impressed with us, too. Get a nerd all you want. I'm going to do it every week and Christmas. <laughs> Different song every week. Maybe mid-combat. <laughs> Let's unpack the... Oh, I just love it. It's just, it's just great. Best time of the year. Can't beat it. But... Uh, How's everybody doing? We uh, we have a weird start to today. Sometimes we, uh, we 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 jump right in and record and call it a day. Other days we meander and, and talk, and then it's like ah, oh, we really got to record. And then sometimes it's like ah, you know, why don't we do lunch? Then we record. So we uh, we did lunch, and while we were waiting for the sushi, uh, I whipped up a bunch of Bloody Marys, uh, pint glass Bloody Marys, because uh, one of our amazing listeners sent us. A pretty sweet haul of uh, vodka from Detroit uh, and McClure's pickles and McClure's Bloody Marys, which is oddly enough from Brooklyn, uh, and uh, ice from our freezer. He didn't send that. Uh, but who, who was our uh, who sent this? The great Kevun. The great Kevin. Kevun. The great Kevun. Yeah. Don't forget, don't bury the lead of all, all the Fago that he sent as well. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I got informed me was I a, gotta, in sound, insane cloud and posse drink. Yeah, it's a very, very Detroit thing. And yeah, they will traditionally spray it on their, their fans <sighs> at concerts. Fun. I have a Diet Orange Fago in the fridge right now with my name on it. I am so excited. Did you take it out of the freezer? Because I saw it in the freezer when I, I did. grabbed the ice I for did. these drinks. I did. Uh, so, yeah, we're all a little, uh, a little loopy here, I think, after uh, a pound and a half of fish and a pint glass of bloody, unless you're still nursing yours. That bloody was... I mean, it is. I'm still, I'm still nursing my yeah, own. It is fantastic. I just, my, it is I just tremendous. took my first sips. <laughs> and it's so delicious. Fabulous. One of the it's best. One of the, yeah, one of the best Bloody mixes Mary's I've ever, I've had, ever had, yeah. had in my life. Yeah, it's pretty good. I've, uh, I've had this before. My wife got me the McClure's mix a while ago. And we just polished the whole thing off in one sitting, which was nice. Made Gran a sweet virgin one. Uh, put those pickles in there, the spicy pickles with the mm. pickle juice. Can't beat it! <laughs> I'm sweating and, profusely. And it brings back... The feelings oh. of the old times. Bloodies were a routine part of our campaign. It's true. In the yeah. old days. In the before time. The way before time. The, the way, weekend, way before weekends. Time. Getting together. Because we would always play during the day. Like in the morning, late morning, we'd start. Yeah. I still am absolutely amazed by the extent to which I think it's Matthew and Joe, I believe, after seeing him eat a deep dish jalapeno pizza. The extent to which like a little bit of spice will make y'all sweat just amazes me. It doesn't even. It's, you know what? It's not even the spice. It's a reaction. It's the it's the vinegar. It's the <gasps> oh, oh, and those that jalapeno pizza. Those are pickled jalapenos. So yeah. probably I mean, that's why spiciness. Well, like if I when I ate meat when I would get when I would get wings, like I would eat one and be instantly flop sweating. Wow. <laughs> um, so it's just a combination. All that that the spiciness and the uh, beautiful acid of that vinegar is just going to set me off. Huh. Mm. You're you're disgusting. <laughs> you know who would love that pickle vinegar. Nick Lowe. Nick Lowe. Oh, Eat man. It. Nick, just imagine drinking it down right now. Just a right. big, right, Nick? Just drink a whole big glass of brine, wouldn't you? Don't trust a man that doesn't like pickles. No that's one, why I don't trust Nick Lowe. Right? No one hates anything as much as Nick Lowe hates pickles. So weird. And I remember like when he was in his early days like as an assistant editor, they'd all go out to lunch and stuff, and the other editors would like... 
take their pickles off their burgers and they would like slip them into his pockets like when he wasn't looking <laughs> just for the reactor it's like lay, it's like laying a cucumber behind a cat <laughs> just like freak out yeah i mean it, because his reaction it, he's not like oh no i just i don't like pickles i'm not a fan of pickles like if the server at a restaurant walks up with his burger and there's a pickle on the side of the plate he'll be like oh! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm so i'm sorry I'm sorry. Can you please take that away and bring a new plate. The burger's fine. You just put it on a different plate, but I can't eat off that plate anymore. <laughs> Do you remember Deuce Staley? Yes. Yeah. Deuce, Deuce pickle Staley. juice. Of course. Deuce Staley's in Detroit. Yes. The 2000 uh, pickle juice game, Eagles against the Cowboys, where it was 105 degrees in yes. Dallas Stadium, and all the Dallas Cowboys were like passed out on the sidelines. And the the, the rumor that got started is Andy Reid gave everyone on the Eagles pickle juice. Pickle and that's juice. what kept them running all yeah. over us. Yeah. yeah. 200 yards rushing that day for Deuce Staley. 200 yards. And then uh, they, they turned their nose uh, or whatever. Turned there, turned away from him for the head coaching position, which I think was a huge mistake. And he went bringing it all back around to the Detroit Lions, wow. where he is now coaching. And uh, our coach sucks. So there you go. <laughs> I was just watching. Good call, guys. I was just watching a YouTube video of like the ten worst weather games in NFL history, and that one was on there. And they talked the, about one the of the few thing. hot ones. The pickle juice yeah, game. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's it, weird what your collective conscious remembers because I remember that Fox NFL Sunday them talking about Deuce Staley the week after drinking pickle juice and running two hundred some yards. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Nick Lowe has always run rough shot over me when I attempted to tackle him. So it's it makes sense. That- <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't understand. Anybody couldn't like pickles, but uh, we're talking about Christmas pickles. We talk bloodies, about, we talk about fish. bloodies. Yes, fish yeah. and bloodies. We need to have a Christmas party in here for real because uh, another great member of the nation, Lonnie J. Latimer, Lonnie J. Uh, sent us. What do you think? Two hundred craft beers. Two hundred <laughs> cans of craft beer <laughs> we have so much beer and this is great don't ever th- like, oh you know what they have enough there's no such thing we have <laughs> beer left over from skidding my fantasy draft yes. that was back in uh, august yes uh and now it's just uh, accumulated from other beer that people have sent and <laughs> jay latimer sent over 200 bottles of craft beer and, and like cans. good beer not like cases no of real like, bunch of like assorted really good beers and he is a, i believe a medical doctor so i think it's technically a prescription it's a recommendation that's how i looked at it lonnie uh, J recommended me this is what a solid dude lonnie J is he heard my mom was having trouble with the knees recommended a surgery place in dallas for her to get it done turns out she was already going there lonnie J wow. knows what he's talking he knows about what's up beer to orthopedic surgeons. <laughs> he had a couple a of sour Z. pickle IPAs and jumped right into that surgery. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that surgery center. Enough, they, they, they do all their work with pickle juice. Uh, he did send a couple of sours <laughs> that were sour pickle IPAs. Uh, maybe not IPAs, but like sour beers that were sour pickle beers. And I've only seen advertised. I'm like, ah, I'll never get those. We got a bunch of them. We got a bunch. It really astounds me how generous some of our listeners are. Yeah. The way you put word of that is yeah, like, yeah, that was really not rude. All of them. No, that, <laughs> Matthew, what are you doing? The way that, you enunciated that. That wasn't me being careful. That was me having taken the last swig of my uh, my bloody man. That, <laughs> that was like I'm a little I'm a little t- too. How some of our listeners. yeah, that is the passive aggressiveness of let my mom pulls off yeah. like that. That's what that. Uh, no, no, the no, rest no. of you that need to just... step up your game, is what he's saying. <laughs> no, that was me being legitimately grateful and also legitimately a little bit drunk. Little yeah. tips. Oh, this is gonna be a good. Good afternoon, Matthew. A little tuned fun. up. Oh. It's been a long time since we 
we've had slightly tuned up Matthew. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Here we are. It's turnt up, please. Turnt. Oh. Turnt. 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 Wait, T-U-R-N-T. You know what is a gift I really appreciate? And for the life of me, I feel like a total asshole because I cannot remember where I got them from. Mm. But somebody once gave me two D6s, but they're D12s. Like they're the 12-sided dice. That are, oh, yeah. Not, oh, yeah, 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 that's yeah. fun. And they are my favorite D6s, and I cannot find any more anywhere. Oh, son of a gun. They would have been another cute earrings, too. Another passive-aggressive move. Yep. Send very, me very. D12s. What I heard D6s. Was some forgettable person sent me something really cool that I lost. Yeah. I still have them. I oh. love him. Oh. Uh, mm. does, I'd like some, too. That does sound good. How come <laughs> they don't have a, a D4 that's just a D8? With four, they have D4s that are D12s. I bought some at Gen Con. See, that sounds fun too. I was looking for D- the D6s, but I couldn't find them. Yeah. I secretly gave Matthew the most vodka so he'd have the most fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> well, I mean, we couldn't have picked a better episode for this because this has the potential to be a real humdinger mm-hmm. barn burner and what's nice is whether you agree with the rules decisions whether you oh, disagree no. he's already slurring we all know the stakes we all know the score so whether whatever we all know what the rules as decided are so now you get to play in that sandbox and oh baby this could be this could be a real real one i don't know what's going to happen someone might die i might die okay all right that took a turn let's just pick it up where we left off i want to jump right in with sir will opening the door now i I didn't write this down i wish i had baron and nestor you didn't delay right you you moved or you just moved but you didn't take your standard yeah we did not delay uh and my rules for this game is that i'm gonna lie about what i did so uh that's just the rules we're playing under right now troy so just get used to it so no i'm ready to fire full round there you go how dare you uh see unfortunately it doesn't work both ways oh got it uh but sir will did open the door and uh, I'm going to reveal and show you what you see. Meanwhile, Metra is inside of a wall incorporeal. You see a little bit of the room. And if you remember, we were also all made up of uh, countless particles that are separating and reconnecting to remain whole. How can I forget? Uh, so about 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 feet into the room you can see and then that inky blackness stands there Sir Will you have a standard oh man Uh. oh man okay uh, all right. Let me ask you what you thought was going to be behind the door, because you're now you seem stymied by something you've had a week to think about. Um, no, I'm I'm not stymied. I'm just um, yeah. I thought that they were going to be right behind the door, uh, but then uh, I realized they couldn't be because the deeper darkness would have been on us uh, before we opened the door. Uh, that's why I realized if that's what happened. Way. We don't know if they did something to extend the effect of it or if the source was moving. Yeah, I feel like the source was moving, but whatever. That's just my supposition. Um, no, what I, what I just got caught up on there was, A, I could just charge into the darkness. I have the movement uh, to get all the way in there. Uh, but, like, I, I, I don't think you can do that if you don't even know where the charge ends, you know, where the, the attack would occur. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, Run into the darkness. Well, that's what I want to do. Sir Will gets enveloped, and that's the last you see him. Ever. Yeah, ever. <laughs> he's, um, he's so brave. 
But <laughs> you know, I think I think similarly, uh, he's just he's going to do that. And then I was thinking I, I would do total defense, but then I realized that is a standard, uh, so I, I can't do that. So he opens the door as a move action, as a second move action. He's just going to call out into the darkness as he slow, let's say slowly, like trotting toward it when they didn't reveal themselves immediately and out to the side, now lowered down a little bit as this glowing, gleaming sword and he just sort of trots out in there and under his breath he says, I will fear no darkness. I am a day will guide my way, will guide my hand. And he's going to keep moving closer to this, com- you know, wall of complete darkness and then just summon them out. Come for me, demon! I'll send you home to the abyss! He stands there waiting. <laughs> My God. All right, so you go right up to the edge of the darkness? Right up to the edge of the darkness. All right, so you move 35, 40 feet into the room, right up to the edge where it all disappears. Oh, God. Uh, so, Baron and Nestor, you've taken your move, right? But you haven't taken a standard, I think? Well, I, I took one? a standard to uh, cast uh, Lend Judgment, Lend judgment on, that's right. on Nestor, yeah. so he could have that. Plus four damage. Yeah, we're just in regular initiative. You're just regular initiative. All right. Well, it now goes back to the top of a new round, which means you are now down to 12 rounds of particulate form. Particulate form. According to my nuts. And then... Your nuts? My nuts. (laughs) That also would mean 11 rounds of stalwart. One round less. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. If, if, you're, if you're tracking one, you should track both. You know what? You're right. And you're right. You're right. That also means nine rounds of incorporeality. Mm. Nine incorporeality. Oh, I, I like this. This is a fun little offset tracker. I need a. Uh, I need an assistant. All right, twelve, eleven, nine. It is Metra's turn. Metra is in a wall. She stopped right where that gap was, where a doorway once stood, where you and your friends materialized, only to find a cloud giant waiting to attack. Metra will move action, slide across the open doorway and into the other wall. Oh, slides across into the open John. Okay. And then I will detect magic. First round of three that you promised me. Yes, this is the thing. This is such a clever gambit by Matthew slash Metra. We, we could have just stayed outside the room and waited for her to pass invulnerable through walls, find the source of this thing, and there's nothing saying that she can't cast a spell magic on it from the wall, too. It's true. It's true. This is, this is brilliant. I wish I had thought of it before we started the plan, to be honest with you. I I mean, considering from a sweaty, drunken man, this is the best thing I've ever seen, I think. <laughs> yeah, once you're incorporeal, all you have to do is stay adjacent to uh, a space that you can move into. You can't go, you can't finish your round deep within a wall. You have to stay adjacent. And then if you want to do any sort of spell, you do have to peek out to do that, which leaves you vulnerable. To be fair. But detect magic, you don't have to. Offensive spells you would have to. This plan was hatched by a less sweaty, sober man. So we'll see how it plays out now. That's true. I'm just going to focus in a 60-foot <laughs> cone and see if I find the source of this man. Yeah. If memory serves, the sober man was afraid to cross the open door. <laughs> yeah, the drunk right. man is like, first thing I'm doing is going to cross that open door. This is a sweaty, drunken man executing the plan <laughs> to be fair. of a dry, sober man from only a, a few minutes ago. <laughs> to be fair. I was also sweaty when I hatched the plan. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. All right, all right. It is pretty hot. In I'll here, give him though. that. The record will take it into account. Uh, <laughs> you do not detect any magic, uh, which means the source has 
retreated into the room, almost like if you walked in to fight a video game character and then walked away, the video game character just moves back. Well, wh- why is the darkness as far as it ever was? Um, That's a great question, 20-foot radius. Is that... <laughs> no, it's a 60-foot radius. Oh, it is? Yeah, Deeper Darkness is a 60-foot radius. Okay. So from where I am... So, and from where I am, I don't detect it. No. Now, so here's had, what I'll if do. If I had moved an extra square or two... Well, here's what I'll tell you. Sober Matthew would have known that it's 60 feet. So, if you want to move the full complement of your movement and detect, I will let you know if you detect it or not. All right. I will stay... Still staying within the wall. Sure. I just... I was, I was thinking a 20-foot Yeah, you would have to be in the darkness if it's a 60-foot radius. Mm. You would yeah. know you'd have to be in the darkness to cast it or to get any... So I will move, yeah, I can stay in the wall, move further in, and then I will do my detect magic round one. Okay. You're still outside of the darkness. Am I? Mm-hmm. Well, there's this weird bit of room that's exposed here. That's a secret door that was opened up. You could zip across that to the other side. Okay. I, uh, I, I'll go ahead. I've lost control of my pawn. There we go. Uh, yes, I will zip across that, stay within the wall. Okay. And now you detect magic, and you do indeed detect the presence of magic within 60 feet. Okay. 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 Round one. Round one. Let's dance. (laughs) Sir Will, you're standing there. He's just standing there like... (laughs) And all of a sudden... (laughs) You just see the darkness start to overwhelm Sir Will. Swallowed that glowing sword, <laughs> swallowed by darkness. And in the darkness, you feel that presence come towards you. This faded, faded, very faded, flickering light of his holy sword is on the side of his face, but it offers no actual illumination. Mm. Uh, the darkness begins to creep out into the room where Nestor and uh, his good buddy Baron are. And Sir Will feels oh, one big smack come his way. Jeez, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> Critical threat. <gasps> Natty 19. He's immune to crits. Doesn't matter. Immune to crits, that's right. All right, so just to confirm, a Natty 19 on the confirm. Critical threat. Would have been a confirmed crit. It wasn't a nat 20, so it won't be uh, exploding or anything like exploding that. Exploding John's. But, uh, Thank you, particulate. A 40 hits you, right? Uh, a 40? Mm-hmm. Yes. Plus two from the... Okay. No bleed. No, I'm doing this based no on flat-footed AC. 41 points of damage. Is that... Oh! No precision damage in there, right? No precision. That's just straight up damage. That would have been a times three crit, by the way. So over mm. 123 points of damage had that had you not cast particulate form. Sounds uh, slightly bottle cap. So you just feel <laughs> you feel like someone just hit you, <laughs> like someone just hit you with a Buick, like just shabam, lasabered, lasabered. And that presence that you're detecting feels much closer. It is now Baron's turn. Oh, jeez. It is here, Sheriff! Straight in front of us! Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Can Baron do anything to echolocate this attack and fire into concealment? What would I end up doing to no. try and do that? No, you're... you're. Oh, I mean, this is the same problem Nestor had now for the last two weeks. 
Yeah. The only time Nestor got to target it is when he provoked an AOO and then was like, well, I know where that came from. Mm-hmm. Shot at a 50% mischance. You can fire. You know, well, you have the sense that it's a huge creature. You could fire into the darkness. Yeah. Okay. So what, what Baron's... What you need to do. Here's the actual rules of Pathfinder. Yeah. You need to open up all the light so we can see the squares. And he needs to pick a square to fire in and fire. Those are the rules. He can pick any square and fire into it. Mm-hmm. So really, it's, a, it's about the echolocation of Sir Will. So the choice is just, does he fire directly in front of Sir Will or a couple paces yeah. further than Sir Will because of thinking of maybe reach. All right. And then you pick a square. And if it's there and you roll over 50, it's a hit. All right, here's what I'll do then. I will uh, reveal the... It's just uh, hard to do with our map because it's completely blank. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I've revealed the room to you. You don't see any creature there. I hope. Okay. We, we don't. Baron is going to move forward directly into the live of darkness and say to Nestor... I'll see you on the other side. And <laughs> enters the dark. Enters the dark. Still with his like foot against the back wall, so he could like step back into oh it my. easily. I just you know love I mean? that. Do you like, feel that? See a nester, and you just walk yeah. in. That will put him within the forty-foot range of his gun, and he will fire, aiming slightly upward into the space above Sir Will. Okay, so right five feet in front of Sir Will. Just yeah. ping it on the map. Did you feel? Did Sir Will feel that the creature was large, directly small? in front of him, or did, that there was a cushion of air? I'm not sure, I don't know if Troy's giving me that. I just said the creature's well, in front of me. Here's the weird thing about that rule, though, is it doesn't really account how for on how projectiles actually work, which is that it would continue traveling after that square. Yeah, but it would be a miss, essentially. I could continue traveling after that square, but not be a hit on its weak spot or whatever. Like that's the fifty percent mischance. Can I throw something out there in your direction? I don't think I'm going to like it, but let's listen. I (laughs) I think Sir Will should be allowed a perception check to know if there is a huge creature or a large creature directly in front of him, or if there's a little bit of space between them. Okay, you know what? I I don't hate it. Uh, Roll a perception check, Sir Will. The problem with that, Matthew, is you don't know that I'm incapable of making oh a check. So if we didn't mention the check, I probably could have just gotten it. And that's why I allowed it. Right. Uh, Twelve. Twelve? No Dude. What is your perception? He's not a ranger. What's your perception? You're 16th level. Plus two. Did you just never yeah. add a point into perception? I've got, I get two ranks per level. Uh, so for the entire history of my character, I've had 30 total ranks. <laughs> They've gone into other things. There's other people perceptive in this party. <laughs> you never studied. Uh, uh, it's, Baron, it's, it's as if the, the adage saying it's the most important skill of the game has never... I'm sorry. It's a 16. Okay. Yeah, you don't know. Uh, but Baron, <laughs> what do you want to do? Baron's going to... Flip it in reverse at Missy Elliott style real quick. Stay on the other side of the border. Think better of it. See cowardice enter his eyes, Nestor does. And he's going to cast long shot on himself. So he has the extra 10 feet to go into that darkness once he has a better idea of where it's echo located. He's only going to be able to get one shot off now if he moves in and fires. So I'd rather be able to have that range and not have to waste a turn later casting a long shot on myself, if that makes sense. This is a game of inches. So you are, instead of shooting... Staying out of the darkness and casting long shots so that you have the range to be able to fire should you see the creature or yes. get a sense. Of or I get, if I get a sense at it, I'll just have a little bit more space as he encroaches and moves this darkness around. It'll just give me that extra 
Give me that extra juice. I'm thinking of Pacino on any given Sunday, baby. Football and life, their game of inches. This truly is a game of inches. It's Nestor's turn. Nestor would like to do his own perception check to see if he can hear this creature in the darkness. Okay, I like it. Uh, That is a 31. 31. Uh, Okay. You sense it being close to the back of the room. Okay. So Nestor is going to fire towards the back of the room. And I will... Well, let's see. All right. I am going to pick... A uh, square just just beyond Sir Willamette on the other side of him. Ten feet beyond Sir Will? Yeah. Okay. And I don't get my studied target bonuses for first time in a long time. So I will fire off my first shot and over, where, over Sir Will's head. Where are you firing? Sorry, ten feet in front of me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, first shot is going to be a 36. 36. Sir Will, you're right there. You just hear the arrow sail on. Okay. So I don't hear the telltale thunk of my arrow. Now, here's the thing. You have multiple arrows. I do. So you can say now you want to aim somewhere else. Yeah, that is indeed what I'm going to do. So I am going... Me keep. I'll keep the, the map revealed for you so you can keep showing me where. Okay, I'm going to go slightly to Sir Will's left this time with the second arrow. Okay. Uh, Natty 19, critical threat. <sighs> Sir Will hears it. Fly by. Okay. Uh, fourth arrow is going to be just to his right and ahead of him. That is a Natty 16... That is a 40-something. So five feet in front of him and to the left? To, uh, or to, to the right? To the right. Yeah. Um, whew, sales pass. Okay. So you've shot 10 feet in front of him and then five feet on either side of him. Okay. Wait, you weren't shooting... Who's shooting the squares directly in, like... Caddy corner to Sir Will? He was doing yeah. ca- caddy corner. Oh, squares. I thought... Okay. The and one's five feet away. One. I thought you were shooting right above and below the 10-foot away square. I got you. All right. So, okay. Should we mark off which squares so later on we don't? Yeah. Well, we can, but, you know, I mean, it can move easily. It would only be good for a round. Yeah. Okay. Until next turn. All right. So he is going to now try shooting 10 feet past and to Sir Will's left. 10 feet past Sir Will's left. That is a 32 to hit. Flies by. It's like playing battle. It's fifteen. It feet. is. It's got to be. It's fifteen feet straight. In front okay. Yeah. That's my guess. This thing has massive reach, right? Okay. So, all right, we'll do fifteen feet ahead. Oh, come on. Roll high. Uh, that is a twenty-eight to hit. You don't know if it missed or if there's nothing there, but you don't hear it find purchase. Okay, but if if it's enough to hit, it's. It's armored AC, and if it go if it's over its touch AC, then it would have hit its armor and just not sunk into its flesh. True. So I would still hear 
or at least get a chance to hear that impact. You have good enough perception. I'll even tell you, you don't hear it. Okay. So that leads you to believe that it is more than 15 feet away or to the north of that square. All right. Or the south. Uh, Okay. Two more attacks. Which one is this going at? A little of the square, 15 feet beyond a little of the square to the north of the one that I just shot at. Okay. That is a 26 to hit. Same thing. You don't hear anything. Just disappears. All right. Final shot. uh, 15 feet beyond square to the south. 20 Uh, feet, you mean. That's the one you just picked. Yeah. Um, That's a miss. That's just a straight miss. We learned a lot. Yeah, a lot of information that will be completely useless as of my next turn. <laughs> well, you never know. Because uh, if it comes closer to Sir Will, you're going you're gonna to know exactly where it is. Um, that was Nestor. Okay, let's see here. It's almost Sir Will's turn. Um, actually, yeah, it's Sir Will's turn. Let me just... Bathe you in darkness Nice warm darkness You're in it now This is impossible (laughs) Unfortunately It turns out this is impossible You just gotta survive an onslaught You guys want a quick load? You've also drawn it out as well Yeah uh, Alright I'm gonna do one thing For one stupid round This is so stupid And I'm so sick of it uh, Alright let's see And this I will feel like I have Remaining to track... in its uh, Full attack range At the end of your decision I have to track down The creature uh, Okay As he said I do not fear the darkness And he's going to touch himself And cast a spell And then Move Forward until he hits the creature. All right. Okay. And he'll zigzag as needed <laughs> until he hits the creature, bumps into the creature. All right, so he's just going to move forward until he feels it next to him. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you move five feet forward. You don't feel nothing. Your lance is out. Sword. Sword. Rose light. Oh, Lexington has scent, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. huge. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. could help. Huge, huge. Help guide you. You move 20 feet forward. So Lexington knows when it's in the next square. Okay. And it's in the next square. After moving 20 feet forward. Mm-hmm. So it reaches 25 feet. 20 feet. 20 feet. So it's gargantuan. Um, you don't know that because there's some creatures that have different reaches, but you know it's uh, bigger than huge. Bigger than huge. Probably bigger than huge. There are some creatures that are large that just have long fucking arms. What's cooler than being cold? Good boy. And uh, Sir Will is just going <laughs> to strike out with his sword. Strike out 50% of his chance. Strike out with his sword one time. Uh, it's a miss on concealment. Um, and that's his round. But you know where it is. I know where it is. It is right in front of me. 20 feet beyond where I was before, where I first stopped. Oh my God. <laughs> My God. If I had to put a square on it. <laughs> it is... A-17. As we go into Metra's turn, that's 11 rounds of particular form, 10 rounds of stalwart, 
eight rounds of incorporeality. <laughs> and it is Metra's toy. Second round of detect magic. Second round of detect magic. So at this point, by the rules of the spell. Sure. That's what we're most interested in. Uh, I know the number of different magical auras and the power of the most potent aura. Okay. Mind you, not the location of the most potent. Not aura, the location, but you'll the know, power. You'll know that soon enough. Of uh, is the most potent aura a level three deeper darkness, or are there even more potent jaws? Potent. Uh, you know what? That's interesting, right? Because you don't have greater dispel. You just have dispel. I just have dispel. Okay. Uh, and what, how, what do you get to know again? How many? Or how many and the power of the most powerful. So I could say, like, you have one-tenth level power, one-eighth level, and one-seventh. The power of no. the most powerful. most powerful. The power of the most powerful. So you can say you, ten, you sense four auras and one is caster level 15. Okay. Uh, you sense... How do you not have this prepared? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we've only been, I've only done this for what five rounds so far. In well, it just shows you how many magical things are happening. I know right now. it's very scary. Uh, I want to say three auras, and the uh, highest powered one is a level six. Actually, three, four, five auras, and the highest uh, powered one is a level six spell. Five magical auras. What I Absolutely love, incredible. What I love about Detect Magic too is someone who can cast it as an orison like that, like is used to the other ambient sources of magic around him all the time, like Nestor's magic bow, Baron's gun, all these things, and it's sensing these new things that stand out. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like different different smells walking into a kitchen or something. Right. Mm. Okay. Metro will stay where she is in the wall. You don't want to move closer just in case it moves back. Yeah, it's a good idea. You moved to it, so you, I, I think it's definitely terrified of you. And <laughs> well, I, will, I don't want to give Troy ideas here, so I'm just. Gonna I will. Sli- I will. No, Joe's right. I will slide along the wall. You know, fifteen feet, just in case it moves back. Yeah, deeper into the room. Deeper into the room. Deeper into the room. So at least you know it's probably not going to move past Sir Will. I can tell you, you're one square away from just being in the next room. You're at the edge of the wall I'm now. At the edge of the wall. In the next room, Sir Will is right next to this creature who has a full, full attack of where, I mean, I heard Sir Will. So where is he in relation to me? Uh, to the southwest. I will be. I'll stay level with Sir Will. Okay, uh, but you don't know where Sir Will. Yeah, is. Yeah, I he, heard you talk. Okay. You'd, 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 have, you'd actually have to backtrack and move into that open space. Oh, so I've already, I was already, you've already passed, so. Sir Will, yeah. All right, well, then I'll just move forward five feet. Okay. Split the difference. All right, so now you're five feet away from the edge going in the next room. I mean, it's, uh, it's go time here. Next round, Metro's going to be able to know where it is. But actually, you still need one more round then to, to Do cast anything about the, the dispel, yeah. which could still fail. But now it's the creature's turn, and Sir Will can smell it. And I got four attacks to do. And I'm going to take them. Hope Sir Will... Does Sir Will have anything that can stave off death? Um, Armor. I'm not worried, man. You're not? Okay. I, I have hit points. Okay. Hit points will do it. That'll save off death for a yeah. while. Negating crits is huge because the crits... 
would uh, one crit would kill Metra mm-hmm. with the uh, with its main weapon. He's completely fearless. He knows he will be guided through this. You're going to need some by guidance. his faith this in Ioma Day. If all four of these attacks hit, I don't see how you can survive it. Uh, uh, I would agree with you mathematically, but they're not going to hit. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. First attack. I'll save the bite. I'm more nervous than I sound. (laughs) (laughs) My palms are sweating. I got this. I'll save the bite for the end. First attack is a... A lot of slam in the table. Natural two! 33. Please. Okay. Protected by God! Second attack, 31. Now, boom. Do I have power attack on? And he lives another round. I have power attack on. That's why the damage is so high. Minus four plus eight damage. Minus four to attack plus eight damage. All right, third attack uh, is probably is a miss with a sixteen. Yeah, a sixteen total. Yeah, the low. Wow. The, it would have been a, a plus nineteen for the last uh, attack instead. It's a plus eleven. Anyways, here's the bite. Twenty three on the bite. Oh, 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 oh. wasn't even worried. I am shocked. I mean, I'm looking Shielded. at this and I'm like, I think I'm going to hit you. I didn't roll well, but uh, okay. All right. Shielded now I don't, uh, by a god. I'm not as worried. He's got like a Unitarian church's worth of enchantments on him right now. <laughs> with the blessing of Torag coursing through him along with his customary gods, and I love it. <laughs> this is going to be very, very interesting here. Uh, Sir Will, the Unitarian Universalist. <laughs> it is Baron's turn. Okay. Baron is going to do a perception check to see if he can like hear... If he heard the moment, like when Sir Will bumped into the monster to try to echolocate that, is that something that I can do? Of a very no, but Sir Will can tell you it's right here. It's right but here. But you just you, you the best you can do is pick a space and, and All right. tell me what you want to do. But like you have a good enough sense of the room that if you want to shoot towards I'll the back of the room, I'll pick a space and yeah, and shoot towards the back of the room immediately in front of where I heard Sir Will's voice. Okay, I am turning off rapid shot. Because this will be... This is the question. Can you target something you can't see? You can shoot at something. Target a square anytime you want. Right. So even something with total concealment, you can still do it, right? We're not going to get harangued? Okay. I mean, I am 99.9% sure. We've gone over this since the days of the Awiga fight. You know you can attack into a space, and but can you... Like melee attack, but can you shoot range? Why not? Why can't you shoot a bullet? No. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, It's like you you, can't target... A creature that has total concealment, but that just means without a mischance. You, you, right. You can yeah. always have. A yeah, you always have the fear. Okay. If you're standing in a room, the guys with a gun in the next room, you're like you turn off the lights, like oh, I'm safe now. <laughs> but, yeah, right. I mean, you can make arguments to not a, a character be, it being unrealistic or too metagamey if, like, uh, uh, there was no possible way to even know a creature's in the room and you're shooting in a square or something. But, you know, this is a, a combat that's happening in front of us. It's making noise. It's right there. Yeah, that's what the 50% is. Use, right. The words they use is attack. They don't specify melee or range. You can, yep. you can attack in yep. any square that you think, and it's 50% mischance. Yep. All right. Uh, so I can't see the map currently. Am I, I'm just trying to get it for the purposes of what I'm reducing my roll by outside of my first range increment. Is it about 80 feet away? Um, From where I'm standing, the square I'm targeting. Which you're right is, now, you're uh, right where the door is. Okay, so just tell me how far away the square is I'm targeting based off of what I heard from Sir Will. Uh, Which is the one immediately in front of where I heard the scream. Um, 65 feet. Okay, so that is going to be against regular AC. 
and I'm going to turn off Rapid Shot to get that extra bonus to hit. My roll to attack. That is a 30 to hit regular AC. Roll your 50% mischance. Here it comes. Let's roll them at the same time, Burger. Let's go. It's a professional podcast. (laughs) 17 miss. I'll have to try again. Unless I was able... Did that hit touch AC? Did I hear a clang? Batang! Um, Choo! It is so complicated. Yeah. You feel pretty confident that it's there. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, so I'm going to roll them at the same time because Joe's a wiener. <laughs> I'm, Take it. I'm just thinking of the listener. Take it, Brian. Uh, 45, a miss on concealment. I'm not even going to oh, tell you what I rolled. Jeez. Another miss on concealment. Firing in the same side. Patang, patang, patang. This feels just, real. This feels yeah. like I would really like Just <laughs> unloading into the dark. A 56 on concealment. Okay. But only a 21 to hit regular AC. So sorry. <laughs> that didn't seem to do it. But the good news is your plan seems to be working. The fact that Sir Will is still alive. Okay. We just need to buy time, Sheriff. And is there religion knowledge checks aren't going to help me out at all here, right? No, without being able to see anything. Yeah, like, okay. Beyond knowledge here! You, don't forget now, it's been a couple episodes, but when you walked into the room, the room was this huge frescoes. salon with yeah. the frescoes of uh, the cloud giants fighting a war against uh, those who hate beauty. I and we remember. got the sense that those cloud giants, as is in the lore, were not necessarily evil, but just warrior type of people in these frescoes doing Yeah. Onerous battle. Yeah, that's what you thought for a moment. You were like, man, I want to fight on the side of the cloud giants. They seem cool. Yeah, this is an intruder to this space. Got it, it seems like. Quite a dark intruder. Um, <sighs> okay. Nestor's turn. All right, nice though. Uh, so, having a pretty decent idea, having heard the ricochet of gunshots off this thing's flesh or body. Uh, is going to unleash a full attack without a study target bonus. First attack is a 39 to hit and a 94 on the concealment. Oh my god. Roll damage. Oh, the first hit! This is the first hit, This right? is the first hit at all, I believe. And this was a many shot? This is many shot. Oh, couldn't Do me a favor and break one. up the damage for me. Okay. It's 67 <laughs> points of damage, five of which is electricity. Okay. Got it. Okay. <sighs> okay. Second attack. Uh, miss on concealment. Okay. Third attack. Uh, okay. That is an 83 on concealment. And a 33 against AC. Give me that damage. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Zero okay. in. Hurting it now. All okay. right. That's uh, 30 points of damage. 30 points of damage. How much of it is uh, uh, electricity? Sorry. Uh, three, is, three is electricity. And remember, okay. this bypasses DR. Right. Right. Okay. Fourth attack. Miss on concealment. Fifth attack. That is an 81 on concealment and a 26 against AC. 
a miss, I'm sure. That is a miss. All right, final attack, miss. Okay. Hey, great round. All right, that's, phenomenal that's damage. round. Banner round. Yeah. Phenomenal banner. To me, this says round. This fight is all but over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Matthew, your thoughts. He's sweating. He's still sweating. <laughs> I'm, I'm suddenly less drunk, but I'm definitely still sweating. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Very interesting. Can anyone just order this Bloody Mary mix yeah. from anywhere and you can just get it shipped to you? Yeah. You can get it at some grocery stores, too. What's it called? McClure's. McClure's. This is the best it's so I have by ever far. had. With by the pickles, far. too, it's just ideal. It's I also amazing. recommend it with bourbon. Oh, interesting. That, it's amazing. McClure's. Look it up, folks. Order it. <laughs> We're available for sponsorship. McClure's. If you can't find it, it's similar to uh, Angel's favorite, which is just Mr. and Mrs. T's spicy blend. Not quite as nice. Mm. Not quite as nice. But if that's all you got at a place, try that out. So. I've had it. I just love the pickle. Actually, I don't think I've had spicy blend. I Forget the spicy blend. Mr. and Mrs. T's regular. I didn't know Mr. T was married at all. Yep. And uh, <laughs> makes a wide variety of cocktail <laughs> mixers. <laughs> I guess it's you like... You never had Mr. T's mojito? It's something... Mr. T's mojito is I, you love I can see why <laughs> someone would fool. be attracted to him because of the amount of empathy that he's exhibited through his entire life. He's so much pity in him. Spe- and even like for Nina. fools. Even for fools. He pities even fools. All right. Behind Baron and Nestor... Oh, goddammit. Two creatures appear... And uh, go ahead and describe those to our audience. Oh, they look this like? is a weird, dumb-looking flame gremlin with wings. It looks like a bad guy in a Disney animated movie. <laughs> yes, like a bad henchman. Oh, it looks like uh, from Fern Gully, like an evil version of the bat Robin Williams was the voice of. You know what, of. Grant? That's a, that is, I think that's spot on. Yeah. But with flame wings. Flame wings and red skin. Yeah, it's a small creature, this little tiny devil-looking thing that its wingspan is just pure fire. Uh, two of them appear behind, uh, one behind Baron and one behind Nestor. Uh, and they... Is he summoning them? I think these have been here. They're the ones that have been shooting the scorching rays. They're the ones that are shooting the scorching rays. But how did they get to behind Baron and Nestor without uh, you guys? They've been invisible. They're invisible. Uh, they were invisible. Well, they but can't, I, I can uh, see they them. Flu- flu- oh, I yes. can see them well, as soon as they leave the darkness. I can see them. Oh, yeah, Troy. What's that? that? As soon as they leave the darkness, I can see them. And you didn't. They just appeared behind you. <laughs> appeared into existence. And that's all that happens to them. Uh, actually, no. They appear, and they are going to attack. Yeah, they're summoned. They're not summoned, correct? Why? Because we'd be immune to them. You are. At least Grant would. I'm not sure if Nestor had protection I don't from evil protection cast from on. Evil. But okay. Well, one goes to attack Baron. And no, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Uh, so it is a summon creature. Uh, okay. And then the other one... Uh, dare you question me. Well, wait. Are these, did these things do Scorching Ray? Maybe. Because I am immune, too. You if, are immune. If it's a summon oh, creature. Uh, oh, is it only melee attacks? So, or all damage from uh, summon. All right, this is what I can tell you. You the can't one be touched that, by a summon creature. You're, you take that damage, and I can tell you why later. Okay. Um, but these ones, the first one goes to hit you, Baron, and uh, whether it hits or not, does no damage. If it's bodily contact by the creature, you know what I mean? I believe uh, this causes natural weapon attacks of such creatures to fail, and the creatures to recoil if such attacks require touching the warded creature. Ah, okay. So if it's using a weapon, I guess it would be or fine. Or a spell. Even if that weapon was summoned, which, yeah, or a spell. Or a spell. Okay, yeah, no, it, it tried to, uh, uh, it tried to scorching ray you. 
Okay, and you guys can't provoke because you have ranged weapons out. Very smart summon creatures. Uh, the other one will attempt to scorching ray uh, Nestor from point blank range. I wonder if this is a method. This is like a flame method or something. Might be. Yeah, methods are. Are they small or are they tiny? They're small. Yeah. I think they're small. This might be a miss. That's a 10 against Nestor's touch AC. Uh, that is a miss. All right. So the Scorching Ray flies okay. wild and disappears. Imagine this fire just winks out the minute it hits the darkness. Well, this is the first we're seeing these devils, devils yeah. and demons that we have been rumored for years of our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Point. And now they're right on Nestor and Baron's back, just annoying little creatures that are right there that will, uh, if they try to take an attack, uh, will provoke. Uh, unless they move into the darkness. I'm sorry, I was my hero lap crash, but did any of you get hit by a scorching ray? No. Okay, good, because you have the protection. Yeah, we got you. Yeah. All right. Now it is Sir Will the Brave's turn. Son of a of Highbury! Um At this point I will lift the veil for you and let you know that uh you uh I, I was Confident because of the spell that I cast on myself, which gave me protection. It is a litany of defense. It gives me an ungodly <laughs> boost to AC, which made my flat-footed AC 50. <laughs> my God. For that round. Is that but correct? It, yeah. It is a swift action, and it only lasts one round. Uh, wow. So now it goes away. But I wanted you to just go ham on me I, I did. and only a natural 20 would uh, would hit but now it goes away mm-hmm. there was one round that's why I could cast move up and then swing because uh-huh. uh, it was a swifty but wow wow uh, such a fun little spell that's litany great. of defense it's called uh, all right now Lexington snarling this thing right in front of us uh, Sir Will is just go back to the shadow and he <laughs> swings his holy sword rose light Trying to see if I can find any other bonuses to hit. Uh, this is this is just generally going to be tough. Oh, it is an evil creature, correct? No, he seems cool. All right, so that is going to be uh, that is going to be a bonus. Here we go. Uh, miss on concealment, natural nineteen, critical threat. Oh, critical threat. God damn it! Uh, second attack is a thirty-seven and a sixty-three on concealment. That seems like a hit. Okay, fantastic. You know, normally it'd only be 20% mischance, but because of the deeper darkness, you still can't see it. It's effective. Uh, you're effectively blind. It's going to be 21 points of damage. Okay, how does that shake out? Uh, it is um, uh, It is 13 points of regular damage <laughs> and 11 points of holy damage. Okay. Um, gotcha. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that this doesn't have any other bonuses. It does. Re- Brow Gasher. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. So I will expend that if this creature bleeds. Okay. And is alive. Those are the two caveats. It must bleed. It must be living. Okay. If it's an outsider, I think it is living. alive still. I'm alive. Yeah. Yeah, she's alive. Uh, are you? I'm alive. Do you bleed blood? <laughs> I'm alive. Um... Okay, I'm, I'm going to say that that's right. I believe that is correct. Uh, okay. Third attack is... Oh, cracked on the conceal, John. The same exact roll on all three die. It was a what? 63 again on concealment and a 10 on the d20. That is 32 to hit. 32. 
is a hit. Oh, okay, great. So now I'll separate it this time. So it's 15 physical and 6 holy. 15 physical and 6 holy. Okay. You feel like you're just stabbing at a wall that's it's getting through, but it's just like, what the hell is this? Yeah. This is brutal. This isn't my job. Miss on concealment. Hit on the d20 again. Rolling rocks with this d20. And then last attack. Hardest to hit uh, is a miss uh, on the d20, which is going to be a 23. That is a miss. Yeah. 80 on concealment, but I miss. Hell of a round, though. Hell of a round. Does it take bleed damage? Uh, if it does, it'll take it on its turn. No, it takes it immediately. Know. Right and away? Yeah. Uh, okay. Blah, blah, blah. Free action. It's really opens no. a gash on the target's forehead that deals bleed damage equal to half your caster level. In which case, that would be... At the start of each of the target's turn, when it takes additional bleed damage, or just bleed damage... Eh, we'll see on its turn. Well, let's do it that way. That's easier to track. You're probably right. Well, yeah, usually you bleed on your turn, but sometimes there's things that override that, so if you find that that's true... Yeah, we'll just do it on their turn. Okay. Sorry, okay. and swift action... Lay on hands myself. Okay. Gotta okay. Try to stay in the fight here. Uh, go. No, it says that deals bleed damage equal to half your uh, when you decide. In addition to the normal effects of that hit, the wielder can discharge the spell as a free action to open a gash on the target's forehead that deals bleed damage equal to half your caster's level. It doesn't say on its turn. At the start of each of the target's turn, when it takes bleed damage from that source, it also takes a cumulative minus one penalty. Now you choose when to do it, right? He chose on the first time he struck. Oh, but he's the wielder or not the caster? He's the wielder. It's on the weapon. Great. So you want to use it? Okay. And it would be what? Eight points of bleed damage? It would be half of my level. I'm a level nine inquisitor, so four points of bleed damage. Four points of bleed damage. Okay. If it bleeds, we can kill it. And what about the cumulative uh, penalty on attack? On your turn. You'll take another four points of bleed damage, and then you take a minus one penalty at your turn. That gets ugly at a certain point, because the blood starts to get in his eyes, and he gets concealment, and then he gets blinded if it gets up to that. Blood gets in your eyes. All right. Um, Not too worried about that portion of the spell. (laughs) Shut up! It is Metra's turn. But first of all, that's ten rounds of particular force, nine rounds of stalwart, and seven rounds of incorporeality. Third round of detect magic. You detect the magic. Which is the condition you set forth for being able to dispel it. You know exactly where it is, and it is 15 feet away from you. (gasps) Okay. What Uh, is it? Is it an item? Do you get to know that? The strength I, well, in the third round, I get to know the strength and location of each aura. If the items or creatures bearing the auras are in line of sight, you can make a knowledge knowledge check to determine the school of magic. They are not. Uh, if the aura emanates from a magic item, you can attempt to identify its properties. Okay, that I can tell you. Uh, With a spellcraft check. Yeah, uh, he cast it on his weapon. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Okay. You know where it is. I'm not done though. Okay. Because at that moment, I activate the quick command of magic rod and class Dispel Magic. Oh! Third level spell. All right, so you have to peek out of the wall to do so. To cast a spell, you need to emerge from the wall. You can either come all the way out or just peek out, and at the end of your turn... I'll, re- uh, I'll reach my, actually, thing, my fingers out, yeah. and my eyeballs. That's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's all <laughs> I need to hit. On your nose then, too. Yes, my nose. Come on! My nose proceeds. Oh, we're following the rules here. Just a hand. No, actually, I do this. 
Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you look like Han Solo in Carbonite. <laughs> All right, yeah. So you leave yourself vulnerable to attacks, uh, but you do have uh, 20% uh, partial concealment because half of your body is inside of a wall. Roll that dispel magic check. Okay. This I've been reading this basically the whole episode, and I, I, I've done this many times in our games. Still don't understand. Yeah, For no. years. For years. And I will never understand dispel magic. Basically, I think I, ma- I make it... One, I make a dispel check and compare that to the spell with the highest caster level. This is tricky because you might dispel something besides deeper dark. I know that's, and so I just have to do it again. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, the thing well, you detected a sixth level spell. I know, and you could. And you know Deeper Darkness isn't a six-level spell, so you may end up just dispelling that unless you can choose. No, you can choose. You yeah. can. You can choose yeah. the aura. Right. So so let's oh, but let's say yeah, so the weapon. Target to dispel let's say the magic. weapon is greater. Has a greater magical, more potent magic spell on it. Mm-hmm. You could feasibly dispel that first. But... Um, but not like but no, it tells but, me that would be good too. But, but, but can't I can you... use a targeted spell to specifically end one spell affecting the target or one spell affecting an area. Yeah, you must name the specific spell effect. There you have go. To be to be targeted in this way, if your caster level check is equal or two or higher than the DC of that spell, it ends. Oh, great! There you go. Boom! Great! Perfect. So you know what it is. You can name it. You know it's on his weapon. That's enough in the way that we've uh, altered these. Uh, how this works for you to be able to do it. So you just gotta you just gotta beat the the DC. This is brutal. Bottle cap. Anybody got a bottle cap? Grant. I don't know. Grant. Troy said he's taking uh, control of him now. And stop forwarding my bottle caps, Joe. I'm sick of it. <laughs> I don't think I made that cap. I don't have no idea. Uh, what are you gonna roll though? It's I roll a d20 at my caster level, and it's 11 plus, plus the spells caster, the creature's caster level. Yes. Right. Ugh. Well, well, that makes it impossible. Well, it's a third level spell. And but he made he made me well, multi class. Well, here's the thing: is it the are you multi class? That doesn't matter. Uh, here's the thing: is it the caster level of the creature? Yes, like but if it's the caster level of the number of levels the creature has in the the class, right. That just, can cast that spell. Just like my bleed was not a full half of sixteen; right. so it was half a nine. Six level sorcerer and a right. tenth level fighter. It's, it's level. Well, the it's, other thing it's, that, it's none of those things. I it's know. its own thing and it's a 16th level caster. Well, the only thing that confuses me is uh, with this dispel magic. It's like is deeper darkness I mean the only way then that you could have different powers of spells then is if there were different casters casting them to have different potency. So I believe that I could be wrong, but I feel like the like, let's say it has bless on or something, right? It's not a cleric. But let's say it has bless on a level one buff. Like, I believe that that caster level of that is one. Even though a 15th level caster casts it, it is easy to dispel. Whereas a higher level spell is harder to dispel because you go based on the caster level of the spell. I don't the think minim- that's true. The minimum level yeah. at which you can cast it. I'm now. rolling a caster level check and I'm adding my caster level, which has nothing to do with the fact that this is a third level spell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like so, like because of your expertise as a more experienced spellcaster, you are casting a more difficult version of that spell to to dispel. Yeah, but it's not using up a higher spell slot. It's it not. Matter. But it, that's that. That's like the one benefit that. Well, no, it's not the only benefit because it's like you get things like extended durations. You get things like yeah. bigger, more damage, like based on your level. So yeah. it's like that's yeah, true. the spell of the the, the text of the the spells against caster level. 
It does say the spells caster Cast, level, not the caster spell casters caster level. Yeah. That's why it always confused me. That is I very see. confusing. And I always thought that less, less lower level spells were easier to dispel, and not just because. You know, in this case, the difference between you know a twenty six DC and twenty five mm. DC, but the difference between like a twenty six DC and like a twenty one DC. Oh, that like, spells cast. Yeah, that possesses because it because yeah. it specifies your caster level, and against the DC, which includes the spells caster level, not the spell casters caster level. Yeah, right. yeah, because like you couldn't know right if it's like an enchanted item. <laughs> From so like from like a thousand years ago, still, it amazes me that there are still there's still room for interpretation for this stuff. When all the people who make these rules are alive and well, <laughs> they could just say one way or the fucking other after why years. Why don't you tell us? How why don't you just is? tell us how to interpret this fucking spell? All right, according to the magic section of the rule book, a spell's power often depends on its caster level, which for most spellcasting characters is equal to her class level in the class she's using to cast the spell. That's what I was saying You before. can cast a spell at a lower caster level than normal, but the caster level you choose must be high enough for you to cast a spell in question, and all level-dependent features must be based on the same caster level. DC 27, dispel magic check. And you got a what? A plus 16? I got to roll 11 or better. 11 or better. That's so 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. Touch of law. Touch of law. 50-50 shot. This is kind of what you expected. All right. I am rolling this crystalline D20 I got from Shaw Shaw embedded in the core of Groth. Okay. Crystalline monster planet. Come on, Metra. Oh, God, no. I rolled an eight. <laughs> thought the die from the Cthulian monster planet was going to do you a favor? It has rolled very well for me in the past. Yeah, and it abandoned you at our moment of greatest need. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like the rule. If that's the way the rule works, it's incorrect. It's not. I mean, you got a 50-50 chance. That's a 24. That was a 20. 50-50 chance to dispel a third level spell. You yeah. are a 16th level caster. But it allows you to, like, use it late in play because it's dependent on the, the caster level of the... You know what I mean? If you're fighting a... Uh, uh, a high-level boss that casts a spell that anybody could cast on him, it makes the spell more powerful in that way. If you cast it at a higher caster level, but like a spell like this doesn't change its caster level. Right. Like the way, the way that I'm thinking out of it is like, look at the DC, right? Yeah. You have a DC 26 to dispel this. 27. 27? Oh, actually, yeah. DC it's, 27. It's the same. How much it's more powerful as, are fifth level spells than third level spells? Yeah, and, they're and that exactly, would be DC 29. Exactly as easy to dispel as the third level spell. Well, just two more points. Harder. Right. It right. should be like five more points. The right. levels it takes you to learn to cast that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the caster level of an item, the caster level of, of a, a potion is the minimum caster level of that spell. To cast that spell, the caster level of a potion of cure moderate wounds is five you know what i mean like just because you are a 10th level caster made it doesn't mean it becomes a caster level 10 yeah anyway all the rules interpretation i'm reading are saying it's the caster level yeah yeah so. yeah that's what i saw too but you know i mean it does make it's it's scaled for me too right because yeah i'm a 16th level caster and i get to add plus but essentially that role. means that the it to me it takes a little bit of the juice out of it because it's basically it's basically if you're fighting people that have a similar CR, it's just a coin flip every time. The spell, it's, it kind of doesn't matter how powerful you are. If you're just like you know on balance, it's always fifty fifty. Uh, it seems strange that a lower level spell wouldn't be easier to dispel than than that percentage. 
this percentage only goes down a couple points. Anyway. Well, well you still know where it is, and next round you can try, can try it again. You can and try you can Well, thank God we have a sorcerer. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, wizard yeah, really. be like, well, that was it for today. That was it. I didn't memorize five versions of, of the same spell magic. Yeah. yeah. Clock out and call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're on your own. retreats back into the wall very slowly. <laughs> Good luck, Sir Will. <laughs> All right, it is the creature's turn. And the creature now sees a little nose and some fingers. And a very tough, uh, a difficult-to-hit halfling. Well, I lost that bonus. That's true, but he didn't know that. Um, well, he might. It could be the shimmering, shining aura that just, and then goes away. Let's take one hammer hit against uh, Sir Will. It's a hammer. Oh, I did. I, I slipped. It's a hammer. I slipped. Oh, thank Ooh. God. Uh, I have DR 10 slash. That is going to be a uh, uh, 34 to hit, Sir Will. That miss off yes. the shield. Oh, yes. Clang! Clang! Yeah, named for his mother. Oh. And then right at the wall at Metra's face. Boom! The second attack. <laughs> Get back in there. Uh, 31 to hit. Uh, the mirror images don't count, but you do still have to roll concealment because I'm in the wall as you... That's, that's right. 20% mischance. 50%. 50% when you're... Only her face and hand were exposed <laughs> from the wall. But what's the actual rule? I don't know. What is, what is the rule for, for leaning out of a wall when ethereal to cast a spell? No, maybe it's, it's just the rule of, in, Maybe it's just a rule of cover. No, it's just... It's in the... I'm just trying to go logically. Like the amount of her body exposed that's actually exposed is less than 50%. It's right, like she, 5% of her body. flavor decided that. The actual rule... Is is in I, the text for I'm just trying to maintain some kind of sense of reality in this fantasy world. It actually that. is 50%. Uh, well, let me see. I mean, uh, you flavor decided Even that 50% I, is very generous. You flavor decided I had to come out of the wall. Yeah, you have to. Right. That's not true. You do have to. Oh, you, you do, do have to. Incorporeal yeah. creatures cannot cast through solid objects, even though they can move through them. An incorporeal creature inside of an object has total cover, but when it attacks a creature outside the object, which is what you did, uh, it only has cover. So a creature with a ready to action could strike as it attacks. This now, is I insane. Have, this is insane. I didn't have a ready to action, so is that saying that you could then pull out? Yes, what you say, I think this is in the same realm of yeah. you saying a yeah, caster can take a hand off of its weapon to cast a spell and then go back. The yeah. last sentence is uh, the important one. You had to peek out to do it, but unless I had a radiate action to attack you, uh, you go back. You can just lean back as a free action. Okay. Uh, lean back. Oops, that didn't work. Lean back. <laughs> bye bye. Lean back. You're back. Okay. Uh, then uh, the second attack. Was so against. man slams into the wall. What a bummer yeah. for you. Well, thirty-one doesn't hit you. I'm gonna keep the same roll, right? No. Yeah. Uh, oh god, I would have done something else. Third attack, miss twenty-eight, and then the bite. 18 on the bite. Not today, LaValle. It's not your day. Poop. Yep. Uh, We're turning this around. You got to change everything. I was going to do so much more with Mutra sticking out. Uh, Mutra? Mutra. Mutra is my dog. Your name is Mutra. Have you read the comma Mutra? <laughs> Baron, it's your turn. Uh, there are two creatures uh, molesting you. Are they invisible? And they, I put them on the map. So no. So no. Okay. They are just totally visible. Baron is going to yep. swing around. And, uh, I mean, what is your ruling on seeing outside of deeper darkness? If I were to take a five-foot step back, I'll just fire at him where I'm standing. But if I can't see outside, and I've been in and out of this darkness, would I know that if I stepped in there, it would be inky black and I couldn't see outside of this room? Oh, that's interesting, right? Uh, no, you should be able to... S- 
you can't, uh, once you're in deeper darkness, you can't see yeah. your hand in front of your face. You can't see anything. All right, so then Baron is going to stay where he is and begin shooting at the creature in front of him. Uh, the one that's uh, behind him, you mean, right? Yes. Okay. Well, there's no facing in Pathfinder right. Troy. Uh, and that one will take an attack of opportunity <laughs> Go and for it. miss. All right, here comes the first attack That is going to be a 24 to hit against Touch AC. That is a hit. Uh, is there any knowledge check I can do to identify them to swift action put a bane of any sort? Uh, knowledge planes? Nope, can't do it. I assume they're devils, but we'll just roll with what's there. That is 24 points of damage. And it's dead. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Uh, Baron will say, watch out, Nestor. Let me get that off of you. Fire <laughs> again. Uh, that is going to be a 26 against Touch AC. That's a hit. For... Uh, 21 points of damage. That one's gone, as well as two of your tests. Clean nice. house, Bear I'll take that deal. I'll take that deal. And he, he pats off like a piece of his duster that caught on fire from the earlier <laughs> attack. Uh, and okay. then shoots three more times at the creature in front of Sir I will Will? take... Uh, did I say the rapid shot was on or off? I said it was on. Uh, I will take the, the shots into the distance. Hell yeah, dude. See what happens. Okay. From a distance. Just make sure to keep tracking <laughs> those bullets. Uh, uh, that <laughs> won't ever We're having fun. happen. <laughs> uh, hold on, I'm just making... That boy, he finally admitted it. It happened for a long time. <laughs> but then it got stupid. Uh, here it comes. Isn't there a whole Twitter account yes, dedicated? Yes, Baron's Bullets. Shout out to Baron's Bullets. Everybody give at Baron Bullets a big old follow. Smash that subscribe button and hit that like. <laughs> uh, here comes the first attack. We're going to do it with concealment like a professional. Uh, miss on the concealment and 18 on the die. Beautiful. Yeah, I was rolling great on the die. I couldn't believe it. My lowest rolls were the ones that, that where I hit the concealment. 48 on the concealment, Joe. Oh, Are you kidding come on. me? 92 on the concealment, but a natty one. Oh, oh, my God. All right, so that is a fumble. Is it a misfire? Oh, it's actually a fumble. Or it's a misfire. Uh, it's a misfire. Let's see if it's a fumble. And I've used my lucky ability of my gun to negate oh, a misfire dude. earlier today. And this is your lowest BAB? Yeah. Your lowest yeah. attack bonus? Natural 20 on the <laughs> confirm, so it's just a misfire. Uh, What's the total? Whoa. Doesn't a natty 20 automatically negate? It automatically hits. It's an auto hit. It's an auto yeah, hit. It's it true. Hits. Auto hits. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That, uh, no no uh, fumble, but that is a misfire. Do you want to know what it is for funsies? No, it's all right. What's her in it? Okay. What's her in it? They, they'll be like, I wish that got used for real. Um, okay, great. Good round for me. Uh, Good round for you for real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it is Nestor's turn. At least Nestor doesn't have to deal with a, a couple of annoying little methods that were on your tail. Yeah, they, they were methods. Uh, Nestor gives a grunt that might be interpreted as gratitude in Baron's direction and unleashes a full attack on the space where he believes the creature to be. First attack is a. 62 on concealment and a 35 to hit. Sounds like a hit. Give me that damage. Okay. God, on the mini shot. Uh, and do, 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 do. that is uh, 66 points of damage, five of which is electricity. Okay. Second attack. Uh, 99 on concealment and the same number to hit. Wow. Wow. 
And that is uh, 34 points of damage, two of which is electricity. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, third attack. Come on, baby. Uh, 96 on concealment. Nestor's finishing it off. A 39 to hit. Okay. Uh, Big round. Okay. Oh, okay. That is... And none of this has any of your studied, John, on it, right? No, no. That's all without studied. So that is 36 points of damage, six of which is electricity. Okay. All right. That was third. Fourth attack. Uh, Miss on concealments. Fifth attack. Oh, my gosh. All right. That's a 51 on concealments. And a 34 to hit. That is a hit. Okay, that is 31 points of damage, two of which is electricity. Okay. Okay, final attack. Still? Surely won't hit. Up. Uh, 100 on the concealment, and a natural one. Oh! This will be a fumble. Because yeah, I, this will I be a fumble. This is the lowest to hit. Uh, that is a... Oh, God. Oh, God, no. That is a 24... Yeah, now you get to hear the fumble, Baron, that you wanted to hear. Oh, God. Don't put this on me, Troy. I didn't want to hear this That fumble. was Grant that uh, requested this fumble. Grant, Grant from New York. This. Grant. Grant. This, is, this is why we give Matthew so much guff, because I have a Patreon account just to be able to submit these fumbles. <laughs> Grant Berger from uh, 123 Mockingbird Lane. All right, this one from Alvin in Baltimore, Maryland. What's up, Alvin? How's it going, uh, hon? Hey. Another day, Alvin! another day in the life of Joe. The universe no. pulls on the strings of luck. If the come come on, if the player slash GM who rolled this fumble identifies as part of the O'Brien clan, Joe O'Brien or his family, then luck simply ignores you again, and your attack is a miss. If you are not Joe O'Brien, your attack misses, and the shame you feel causes you to be sickened for one d four rounds. Will negates. Okay, so it's a sickened, sickened fumble. All right, sickened. So if I rolled that fumble, it wouldn't have been a fumble. <laughs> wow. Or no worse, no worse for the wear. Will negates. <laughs> Thank you, Alvin. Thanks, Alvin. Yeah, Will Thank against you, the AC of the creature. Oh, this is tough. Yeah, that's a fail. All right, so 1d4 rounds there, Troy. 1d4 rounds of sickened. You know that minus two might be all it takes. Only one round. Okay. One, one round, round of sickened. Sickunda. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, that was Nestor's turn. Six attacks. A lot of hits. After Baron uh, was not able... It was 50%. 50% concealment. He hit 50% of the attacks. Yeah. Well rolled. Um, All right. (laughs) Right in front of Baron and Nestor, you feel uh, something come... Let me just make sure I can... Oh, man. This isn't a complicated encounter to prep, is it, Troy? <laughs> oh, God, I got such a headache. <laughs> I don't uh, think the bloody helped. Yeah, no. Uh, I need another one after this. Uh, all right, no. You're just going to feel... Um, actually, both of you give me a reflex save. Reflex. Spell, spell-like ability. Supernatural ability. Supernatural. 39. 32. You both pass, and you both take one point of fire damage. No, they don't. They don't take any fire damage. They take none. Okay. Well, you take a point off of the old. Yeah. The protection old. energy. So you're down to 119. 
Yeah. <laughs> Take one off that. And then roll uh, another reflex save. Okay. Just don't roll a natural come on, one. Come on, come on. Uh, 42. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 39. All right, so you take this is reflex? Yeah, so okay. you take three points of fire. And you realize there's, there's two more of these things. Okay. Uh, and they're right in front of you, thereby blocking uh, your ranged attacks into the room a little bit. Uh, it was a summon monster. And you summon a bunch of low level, low level, low Yeah, but how shields. can these things see in deeper darkness? They're low level, obviously, by their HP. Does he imbue them with true seeing? Do methods have true seeing? I don't remember that. They're like low level mm. creatures. I'll tell you after the show. Uh, it's Sir Will's turn. Big round for Slick Willy style. I smell the stink of hell on you. All right. Yeah, he's just going to swing away. Here we go. Uh, Just swinging in the darkness, this glowing sword that seems to be enveloped. Fumble. Darkness. Fumble. Fumble. Fucking 45. And a natural one, which actually matters. Oh. Shit. Ah. That actually matters. Yeah, to confirm uh, the fun Natural 18 on the confirm. All right, second swing. 56. Yes! Yes! All right, we got it. 56. And a what to hit? And a 30, I mean 40, 47. It's, it's so high. Big old Just hit. Just so high. Yeah. It's a big old hit. Uh, it does 13 <gasps> points of physical and six points of holy. 13 points of physical, 6 points of holy. Okay. Uh, next attack is a is a miss on concealment. I uh, just can't get these concealment rolls to go. Well, that's a 90 on concealment. And, oh, close one. That is a 30. 30? 30. Final answer? Final answer. Miss. Fuck. Fuck! <laughs> we'll never hit this in a million years. Ooh! Oh, damn. So I hit on multiple concealments and couldn't hit on the D20. Mm. Why don't we keep it going to the next round here? That Shit, would be dude. nine rounds of particulate form, eight rounds of stalwart, six rounds of incorporeality. Uh, at this point, I should probably mention that we need to be getting pretty close on haste. And, oh yeah, How yeah that's is it sixteen it. rounds or is it? Yeah, top so I 16. was considering it to be about two rounds before everything else that we were cast. The the the, the slowest one there. So maybe four rounds, rounds left of haste. Three yeah. three rounds left of haste somewhere in that range. Yeah, three or four. I'd say probably four. It's l- okay. more than you think, but less than. Uh, it's actually right. been a long because of the way we walked out of the room. Did a couple <laughs> rounds out there, and and he didn't pursue. Uh, it's, yeah, with it's these like sixteen combat. rounds things, we just sort of like ah. Oh, how great that you can have a high-level combat that lasts over 10 rounds. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Metro, the uh, floor is yours. Uh, oh, God. The, no, the, the uh, translucent nose and fingertips appear out of the wall again. <laughs> All right. I'm going to stick with this die. I'm sticking with the die. The wand comes out. Is this quicken, John, or is this a spell? This is regular. Just me. I don't have any more, I don't have any more quicken and magic rod yet left. Uh... You I rolled can- a fucking eight again. Oh, no. I was going to say roll uh, to cast offensively, but it's automatic for you. Yes, and uh, back into Groth. Yeah, man. This die shall up go for now. Up Groth. Wow. Okay. I should leave it with the eight up. Yeah, and then burn that. Can you do anything else? Can you quicken dispel? No. I You're out of quickens for the day? Yeah. 
I retreat back into the wall. Okay. So it's it's getting to the point where you're on it's your not going to happen. You're on your yeah. own. Yeah. I mean, we'll be I fine. Nestor has I mean, one more round, even remotely close to that, and this thing is so dead forever. It's my turn. Try and decide which between these two spells I want to do. Before you make that decision, take eight points of bleed. You never took the four points you needed last ah. time, and if you take any attacks, it will now be to minus, minus two. two. Fair enough. Do I want to dispel magic to make your, presumably your incorporeality, end and have you pop out of the wall? Or do I want to try and dominate Nestor with my last dominate person of the day. I want to step on your jam, but you can't target her. She's behind a wall. It's true. It's true, as established. So it just means Sir Will would lose his particulate form, probably, depending on how I rolled. Or one of the other buffs you have on you. A lot of buffs. You do have a lot of buffs. I'm going to dominate Nestor. Yeah, that... Or attempt to. That makes you, means you don't have to roll any of the spellcraft or detect magic checks that you set up that you have to... Yeah, now that I realize that, I've, I've painted myself into a coin. <laughs> Dispel magic seems like a real pain in the ass. <laughs> um, but it was Nestor's bad will save on the save against that fumble that made me think, I think it's time to unleash the last one of the day. And we're also 100% sure that he, he doesn't have protection from evil on him, right? This was never cast on him. The Dominate. I, it was cast on you, Metra. And Baron, and I think that's it, right? Mm-hmm. The protection from evil? No, the dominate. Oh. You never tried to dominate Nestor? No, I never tried to dominate Nestor. I tried Baron in the first time, and then Metro the second and time. And this is a spell. This is an enchantment spell. This is a, this is a spell that Break, break Enchantment would work against. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, if Nestor fails, you'll be able to cast that before Nestor straight up kills Baron. Thorn Baron straight up kills Nestor. Or vice yeah. versa. Uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a will save, Nestor. Okay, so the second lowers my fucking will save. Thanks a lot, Baltimore. <laughs> it's a great city here. You know, Ray Lewis was a murderer, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. No. Let's see. Oh, I just feel this. I'm, I'm so tense. I've got a bad feeling about this. Okay, uh, that's a natty fifteen twenty five. That is a pass. Yes! Oh, my oh, God. thank God. Oh, my wow. God. That would have been ridiculous. Oh, wow. So wow. bad. I had it in the chamber. I'm like, got away for the so right moment. terrifying. That prospect is so terrifying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I went after, I think I went after Baron right at the beginning of the combat. Because I'm like, if I get Baron on my side, he's going to kill all of you. Um, that would have been a great end to the story. <laughs> Baron was the the BBEG, and then and then Baron shoots himself. Right? Oh god! And oh sad. god! That's oh, sad. And then, and then there were none. <laughs> Matthew, you get, <laughs> you get so depressing when you drink. <laughs> when he comes to and realizes what he's done, he puts uh, dragon's breath in his own mouth. <laughs> you know the end. And the end. <laughs> Things <laughs> don't end the way you expect here at the Glass Cannon right. Network. I really didn't see that coming. Nobody saw this coming. <laughs> He's really, he was really. I will spoil the twist for you yeah. at the end of the Glass Cannon at podcast. The end of 305 episodes. You, you're going to be surprised. Aaron was just upset. Dragon's Breath didn't play a large part in the story oh up until that point. Oh, my God. That would make my life so much easier. Oh, really? <laughs> 
All right. Uh, in, the, in, in the next iteration of Glass Cannon, are you just going to keep us all, like, you're just never going to let us level up, right? That way you can keep everything at, like, max 10th level. <laughs> CR, max CR 12 or something. Here's what I would do. I tried to dominate, and now you uh, feel the darkness receding back huh. into uh, the previous room, the salon, I think I called it. Salon. So salon. now... Uh, you run in fear! So now, <laughs> actually, uh, Baron and Nestor, you see two methods, uh, one directly in front of Baron uh, that emerged as the darkness receded, and one about 15 feet away from Nestor uh, in a straight line. And the darkness has receded. Sir Will and Metra are still bathed in darkness, uh, but the rest of you uh, can see. And it is Baron's turn. Uh, since Baron is flush on grit points after killing those two mephits, uh, he's going to spend one as a move action to quick, quick clear his gun. Oh, wow. And yeah, uh, point. remove the broken condition from it. Sweet. And he'll take a shot as a standard action at the mephit immediately in front of him as his only attack this round. Yes. That is a 35 to hit. Touch AC for 30 points of damage. Okay. It tries to attack you, and it misses and explodes. (laughs) (laughs) That's the entirety of Baron's turn. Because of the quick clear. Maybe you shouldn't have rolled a natural one last time. I regret it even to this very moment, Joe. Still thinking about it. Low these 15 minutes later. <laughs> Low these 15 minutes. <laughs> it is now Nestor's turn, Nestor. You get the sense that your enemy has receded. Given uh, that sense, Nestor is going to wait for Metra to do her fucking job and reveal this thing. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. He's getting <laughs> I heard that. Uh... And then this, that's Nestor. That's not me. This little guy moves up. Glad you clarified. Between you, me, and the walls. <laughs> yeah, right. If meth- these walls could talk, if they could. Little method flies up, um, and uh, will. What kind of armor are you and Nestor wearing? Leather. Leather. Mithril. Mithril. It's not metal, huh? Mithril. Yep. Uh, all right. Mithril's not metal. metal. I think it's metal. metal. It's metal just, it's just metal. really light metal. All right. Uh, we, referen- we, made a, we made a nice little reference earlier, but... Well, the one uh, that flies up will fly actually right up in front of Baron and go to touch your gun and cast heat metal on it. Okay, go for it. I do it. Um, oh, that is cool. And I want you to roll. I think it's the gun that gets the save. Yeah, but it's the wielder's save. Magical, yeah. Magical metal is allowed a saving throw against the spell, and item well, the creature's possession uses the creature's saving throw bonus. Go for it. The thing is, is that my you're going to do this. You're committed to this action now. <laughs> my weapon is fire forged steel, which means that it channels heat away from the wearer. <laughs> So my weapon will absorb and channel heat to parts of the weapon that contact enemies. If I were to touch them, 
If the weapon is exposed to 10 points or more fire damage, it sucks that in. So what is this? What is your spell doing? Uh, it's heating the metal uh, so that it will get warm in your hand, and eventually every round that you hold it, it starts to do more and more damage to your hand. Okay. What am I rolling? Uh, that is going to be a will save. It's the classic low-level spell that's fantastic when used correctly. I used it once, I think, in... Must have been Wrath giant. of the Righteous, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it can be really cool. If and it it's works. a it's a sp- uh, spell. Yeah, spell. Thirty seven. Thirty seven. Pass. What's, what's the spell? Heat metal. Heat, Heat metal. metal. Use yeah. it against me. It was it against you? It was the um, it was the Uyga fight, wasn't it? <gasps> I no, use it against was. Galabras. Use oh, against Galabras. I thought it was when I. Oh no, it was my you. armor. It was. Yeah, it was I was cooking armor. in my yeah, armor. Yeah, that's cooking right. alive. Right. I forgot about he was that. Co- you were cooking alive. We couldn't find the way It was right. invisible. It was that was God. the day. God, that was the worst day of my that, life. That was the worst. <laughs> it was, it was awful. Terrible. It doesn't even do a ton of damage, but at low levels, like for rounds three through five, you take two d four damage, and I think I was rolling like four. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's also incredibly annoying at this level, which works for a method. Like, yeah, yeah. are supposed to be just they should be mischief. irritating. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they are, <laughs> and you, that's why you're wiping them out so easily. Uh, that is the Mephit's turn, and it comes back to Sir Will. Sir Will, you felt that Shh. presence walk away from you, but you could not. Attack. Have it your way, coward. What did you call me? <laughs> we will sniff you out. <laughs> Find him, Lexington. <laughs> sniff. What? <laughs> Lexington's like. <laughs> uh, Lexington uh, is the creature within thirty feet. Um, excellent question. Glad you asked. No. We have to make everything so goddamn difficult. <laughs> Why don't you walk into the room? <laughs> Go on. Pain in the ass. Uh, all right. So he walks into the room. Uh, uh, How far do you go? Until I fucking bump into it. I, I don't know. He, he, he'll go, uh, he'll go smell. 30 feet. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Now you're in the room on that 30th foot step, and Lexington smells it to the south, so it went in and around the corner. All right, then I'll move south. All right. How much more movement do you have? 20 more. Okay. Well, no. I have 80 because I haste. All right, so at 35... You realize if you go 40 feet, it's right there. It's so right, right there. next to it again. Uh, that provokes, for the record. Sure does. All right, you know what I'm going to do, actually? Well, that doesn't really matter because you can still... Can you take a five-foot step in darkness? No. Uh, yeah, no. You don't know? Or you know? No. I don't believe you can. I, you can't. You can't. We lo- I looked this up a couple sessions ago. You cannot take a five foot. Oh step well, then we forgot that when I took a five foot step to. I wasn't. Yeah. Cast lay on hands on Metro. Oh yes, right. Well, whatever. Uh, well, just would have provoked. You provoked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll take the shot. I'm due to hit you now. I feel like I'll take the AO. Come on. Come on. No. Twenty nine. Okay. Um, then he'll Bad move roll. up until. <laughs> Good boy, Lexington. Let's finish this fight. There we go. 37 to hit. 72 on concealment. Nice. Boom. That is uh, 12 points of physical and 7 points of holy. Okay. Uh, second attack. Bam. Oh, so close to critical threat. Uh, but it's definitely a hit with 64 concealment. And you get to take all these attacks even though you moved because it's Lexington's movement? 
Uh, yeah, because a mounted skirmisher, the feat that I have. Awesome. Okay. Uh, that is 15 points of physical and 7 points of holy. Okay. Swings again. Uh, miss on concealment. Now it's going to get to the hard spot. Natural one. God. There it is. To confirm. To confirm. Uh, f- confirm fumble with a 20. Oh, 29. Oh. Where's that Joe O'Brien fumble when you need it? Oh, oh for God's sakes. I hope it's not really bad. Oh, man. Oh, I just really want to finish this thing off. Uh, You're doing great. Uh, all right. Leonardo from Las Vegas. And Leonardo. Hey. Uh, comes in with, dang it, I think I pulled something. Uh, question mark. You overswung your weapon, and the miss made you pull a muscle in your main arm. The player that fumbles rolls a fortitude save for a minus two to all attack rolls and skill checks that require the use of your dominant hand. On a fail, this penalty lasts for 1d4 plus one rounds. On a success, it lasts only one round. Uh, okay. So it's a, it's a four to still six. a DC 30. Ish. You know what? I'm not the one that you're usually has problems with these, but I want to point out. That made sense, top to bottom. Pulled something, yes. totally sensible. That was a, yeah, that That's a was fantastic, a fantastic, fumble. logical fumble. Yes, yes. That's why it's in the list. Yeah, the ones that stink don't make it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. People I read, pay for that. Bro. I read the ones that stink too. This kid gets so angry. Uh, that is, I made it with a forty, and then uh, so it's one round of. Okay. So the, my remaining attack has a minus two. Uh, so, so you and Nestor were both shaking for one round. I have to roll a natural 20 to hit. Uh, natural 19. 29. Oh, because of the no. minus two. If that was a 31, ah! would it hit? Uh, I can tell you. This I rolled point. a 59. That would have been it. I rolled a 59 oh. on concealment. And Son that, of a bitch. Critical threat, too, right? Critical, critical threat. threat. Critical threat. Son of a bitch. Oh, that's so painful. You know what? Let's go to the top of the next round. But first, that's eight rounds in particular form left. <laughs> Seven rounds is still, but... Oh, man, so that's stalwart. That's going to get bad. When that's that going to get away. bad. We have to finish this fight. If she gets hit once, that could be enough when Starwork wears off to just die inside the wall. Well, she's like gonna a have, fossil. She's going to have 60-some points. Will she? Yes. Where she takes 120 hit points of damage. Well, then she would die, yes. She would die. <laughs> and you would just be a fossil. <laughs> it is now your turn. Fossil. <laughs> John Fossil. Let's give this another try. It's a 2020 joke. Come on. Okay. Come on, Matthew. Natural 19. There you go! go! There you go! It's over! Oh, my God. We'll show it next week! (laughs) And this natural nightmare. Oh, I can't wait to see this horrible thing. Oh, and just to see the room. All right, so you have not seen anything, right? No. This is amazing. Oh, no. Because the way this has worked now, for three episodes, you've just been fighting something you can't see. What is it? I'll start by revealing a little bit of this room over here. Oh, look at that room. And a little bit of this room over here. Oh. Uh, maybe a little bit over here. We've been in all these rooms. Yep. Where's Sir Will? And now <laughs> I will reveal what you see. Oh! There's 40 of them. Oh, my God. You see seven of these. Oh, my God. All, like, sort of in the same space moving around. That's top what's of been show. happening. I've been hitting mirror images of this thing when I've been shooting at uh, it. Well, can I, can I, what, I, that, what I understand, the mirror images don't 
uh, it don't, they it don't doesn't matter. matter. So I have not ticked off any of the mirror images. You've just been oh, missing. Right, say, right, say, right, right, if right. you can't okay. see it, the mirror images don't matter. Yeah. May, may I say, okay. to, they can either not matter or they can go away. No. Okay. I just <laughs> If you miss by five or less. I let all the hits get through. And because I, it's almost like an AOE. As Nestor and Baron started hitting, I was like, you know what? I should look at mirror image and be like, are they actually hitting the images? Or where they don't see the illusion, are they not subject to the illusion? Yeah, I think and it's like the point. last sentence in the spell is like, you have to see the illusion to be affected by it. Okay. So he actually hamstrung himself by having mirror image yeah, in deeper yeah. darkness. So I was rooting for you to cast, to cast this because he was getting lit up instead of knocking off mirror image. Yeah. But look at this fucking creature. This is going to be two more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> this ebon-skinned monstrosity has a gaping maw with boar-like tusks and a wide nose beneath a furrowed brow that lacks any sort of eyes or visible visual organs. Its corded muscles twist and writhe beneath its smooth, hairless jet hide, giving its frame a gnarled, unbalanced asymmetry. It moves with a loping gait, however, and wears its armor composed of thick, wielded plates effortlessly. In its hand is an adamantine warhammer. Oh, oh, that cuts through my DR. Wow. Look at that. It's got a strange foot, too. Like, its right foot is misshapen somehow or something that, that might be due did you try to clone stamp out the name tag and it looked like that that foot or it's possible foot, that uh, yeah that's what I chalk it up okay. to the asymmetry okay okay um, <laughs> now that you see more of the room you do see uh, in the southern portion Sir Will you can see beyond these uh, seven images uh, what looks like a throne you sit on a throne of flies <laughs> There's this. It, it looks like it used to be something else, and it was turned into a throne. It's like a, a fireplace that was carved out of a single chunk of marble, now uh, vaguely resembling an upside-down morning star dominating the southwest corner. Its exposed chimney solemnly rising towards the massive paneled ceiling. Oh my gosh. Remember, this room, the ceiling in the chamber is over 100 feet high. Oh, Awesome. So you can just fly up there and rain down hell. This is going to be great. Well, how tall is it and how much reach does it have? It, it's 100 feet high, the ceiling. Creature is what? This is going to be a giant, so 20 feet tall with a 25-foot reach. So yeah, I can get them, yeah. Get You're them good. Above it. You're good. Yeah, I believe it is a gargantuan creature, I believe. I could. I can be wrong. Uh, no, it is. It is a gargantuan uh, creature. Uh, I'm looking to see. They uh, stand over 50 feet tall. Wow. Just barely. So it wow. has to be in a 100-foot room to just feel comfortable. And they weigh over 25 tons. Wow. Oh, my God. Man. And right now there's seven of them? And right now there's seven of and them. He, and just right in front of the seven of them is this half-length on a wolf. <laughs> yeah. If you were looking at the way we're looking at it, Sir Will is kind of nestled in a cove. <laughs> of <laughs> multiples of this creature. I love doing that for mirror images, just throwing them all up there because it just seems more imposing, especially with a creature like this. Um, all right, Metro, anything else? Um, yeah, I will move into the... Uh, you know what? I can't move into the room without incurring, right? Well... No, I, I, I remind you... I should, You're all the way up at the top. Yeah. Right? I'm somewhere in this. I'm somewhere in the wall. Oh, there. yeah, I can show you where you are, Metro. You're right there. You were right to the north there. Can I slip into the room? I, no, I can fly through the wall. So I will fly through the wall and enter the room. 
Okay. I just left the one there, so you see it's act- the actual space that it t- takes up. So you okay. fly out of the wall. And up. And up. So I'm basically like, I don't know, what, 40 feet in the air in the room? Okay. Great. Um, do, 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 that was Metra's turn, and now it's its turn. Actually, <laughs> I'm going to take my turn first. No, no, no. I'll, I'll let it take it. You sure? Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll take four points of damage at the top of its turn. Four points of damage at the top of its turn. Based Minus on... three to hit now. Minus three to hit, and that means uh, creatures against it have total concealment because the blood has got in its eyes. Right, Baron? But didn't you just say in the description that it seemed like it didn't... Yeah, it has blindsight. That's why I was going to say I wasn't too worried about okay. that portion. So... Uh, Oh. Here we go. This thing, uh, minus three to attack, and it's going to unleash all the attacks on Sir Will, because its back is against the wall. So with blindsight, does it still need to roll? It just gets an extra chance if it fails? I think blind sense you have to roll, but blind sight... You just go. Invisibility, darkness, and most kinds of concealment are irre- irrelevant. Um... So yeah, I think I'm okay. Because it doesn't really have eyes. It's I don't just, think he should take the minus three to hit either. Yeah, I think you're fine true. on the to hit. This is like having blood in your eyes. Ah, uh, yeah, he doesn't have it. It was flavor of the spell anyway, yeah, so. Yeah. I have yet to hit you, Sir Will. Four attacks. Perhaps the last four of my life. Who knows? You've hit me once. I don't remember. First attack. This can be close. A lot of damage. Left power. You know, I've left power attack on this entire time. I should have pulled it off just so I could land more of these, but I forgot. Uh, this is a 36 to hit. Sorry, Troy. <laughs> off the armor. Yeah. Wow. That's that's pretty awful. Uh, okay, so it's really miss on the second attack. Miss. Uh, well, I, uh, 30 is a miss, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then final attack is the bite. Miss on the bite. <laughs> <laughs> I, I power attack on. Uh, three of those would have been hits without power attack. Okay, so it unleashes on Sir Will and does not hit. It is Baron's turn. Now, meanwhile, Baron and Nestor. Nestor saw yep. you have to go if he wants to come. You guys are far away and you still have one of those annoying little methods there. Yeah, and Baron and Nestor have been working with each other long enough to understand our relative strengths in battle, and Nestor's is having uh, range with his bow and arrow, so. Baron's just going to say, I'm going to clear this out for you so you can go. Bam! Fire once at the Mephit. Out of the box. Amazing. Uh, that is a 32 to hit against Touch AC. Yep. And that will be 26 points of damage. Splat! 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 <laughs> and uh, Baron will move forward 60 feet. 60 feet into the room. Still haste active. Well, I boots of, yeah, I have boots of striding and springing, so that should be... How much additional range does haste give you? Third, uh, it doubles your speed up to thirty feet, right? Okay. Increases all of your speed by by thirty feet. Sure, it okay. increases by thirty feet to a maximum of twice your normal speed. Oh, okay, so, uh, that's so it's yeah, forty feet for me still. If it's that's my base speed, right? Yeah, it's double your base speed. Okay, so I maybe moved up, but I double moved in the instances and I didn't use the full length of what we were saying earlier, so I think I'm fine for this combat based off what's happened. All right, so you slide about halfway into that uh, middle room there between uh, the room where you retreated to and the great salon. And it's Nestor's turn. The methods are gone. All that remains is this horrible, horrible extraplanar creature. Okay, so Nestor is going to use his once-per-day Slayer's Advance talent 
to move twice his space speed, hasted into the room below Metra. Oh, man. Flies through like Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan at the beginning of that movie that they were in. The best one. The best Star Wars movie, in other words. (laughs) And he's going to take one, uh, and he's finally going to study target. He says, there you are, my beauty. And take one shot. That is a 33 to hit. That is a hit. Roll a D8. Okay. And it will hit on an eight. Five. Okay. One of the images. One image down. One of the images goes away. Nestor has entered the building. Nestor has entered the building. It is now Sir Will's turn. Right next to these seven of these things. Now just seven images, one dude. Uh, all right. He will swing away. Let's dance. Doing the math. All right. First swing is a 33. So that is a hit. That is a hit. Uh, And I roll Uh, a D8. Roll a D8. Reroll on an 8. Hits on a 7. Roll a D8. Reroll on an 8. Hits on a 7. 7. Oh! (laughs) You almost want to get the images Especially with this low damage. uh, All right. Uh, That is 12 points of physical and 10 points of holy. Uh, 10 points of physical, 12 points of holy, or... 12 points of physical, 10 points of holy. And it's dead. Yeah! Yeah! I see through your ruse, creature. And we'll see you next week. Oh, my God. God, we're done with that. That is amazing. Oh, wow. Rose light! For the rose! And the light! Wow. Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. 